Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. This episode of the podcast is with Group 1 winning owner Nick Lally, who experienced a massive thrill recently in Adelaide taking out the Group 1 Adelaide Cup with his chaser Buzz Junkie. He also gives some amazing advice for anybody looking to become involved in the sport, whether they want to buy a pup, a breaker or an experienced race dog. I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so let's start with, we'll rewind back to last night and then I think we'll just move through what's been, you know, a, a pretty awesome um, ownership career for yourself. So Kenya exclusive last night, what a little pocket rocket. I mean, he's only a little fella, he's only 29 kilos, but eight wins from eight starts for Steve Withers over there in WA. Can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, he's a, he's a little gem. Um, uh, we, we knew he was a hot pup from... From the moment that you know we bought him and he was getting pre-trained and and stuff like that and um my being my breeder knowing well the breeder knowing steve with his quite well being friends and that we decided obviously to give steve a call and ask if he you know, give him the opportunity to um you know pre-train it and yep. stuff like that and in his trial times you know he was got everything was going to plan but uh, i certainly didn't expect you know, now last night being eight wins or eight starts from eight wins is just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard enough winning, you know, two or three in a yep. row, you know, let alone let alone the eight. But he's just just incredible box speed and everything about him. Like, he's just a keen, keen little chaser. But like you said, you know, he's only 29 kilos. So he's only a small little fella. But yep. uh, he uses every little bit of, of his acceleration and box speed to get out in front so yeah he's been he's been marvelous so far yep and i mean it's not just the fact that he's coming out you know and, and basically being so consistent at winning like he posted 22 39 last week over the 405 at mandro that that's moving yeah no that's well we knew like we thought that he could he could tinker you know getting in the 40s and 50s but you know when you when you're starting to get down into that you know in the 30s range you know you're you got something pretty special, but like those first splits are like six fifty early. Like that's yeah. just pretty much unleadable, um, you know. So hopefully, you know, as he goes through his grades, he's going to need every bit of that six fifty early because obviously there's hot pups, you know, going around in that free for all grade in Perth. So yeah. just hopefully he acquires himself well, and you know, and he and he goes on with it. But yeah, that's we're just wrapped with everything that's happening with him so far. Yep, and I mean, he's already been tried and tested over the 520, you know, he's, he's three out of three around the two turns, 29, 77 a PB at Kennington, so I mean, at least you know you've got that luxury as well, he can sort of do it over, you know, both distances really over the shorts and, and around the sprints. Yeah, no, he's, he's very, very versatile, so, you know, I mean, the 530 will probably see it, see him out which you know at the end of the day they all can't run six and seven hundred you'd love for them all you know <laughs> yeah. in your kennel to have six or seven hundred meters <laughs> of yeah i mean and also the two turn like it also sets him up well because i think with a lot of the cornering that's where he actually you know gets in front and and opens them up a little bit more so i mean like he's got 540 540 is early which is you know 
just insane. But yeah, no, he's he's got a bright future ahead. But we all know with Greyhound Racing, uh, you know how slowly or how quickly it could turn. And you know, we just got to hope he stays sound, injury free, because it's usually the fast ones are the ones that you know always get injured. So touch wood, you know, he, we can have a, a solid, solid campaign and journey with him. Yep. Now you were saying that you had him from a pup. How did you come about buying him? Did you obviously buying off the breed? Like you know, did you analyse the breeding yourself, or was he recommended to you? How did you come about getting him as a pup? Um, well, I've bought uh, many dogs from the uh, Kenya Greyhound Complex. Yep. Um, so he uh, he just finished breaking in. Um, so he'd had his spell, and um, they were they were they took him down to Cadell where they do a bit of their pre-training. And um, obviously, he was setting the world on like he'd gone on with it from his breaking in, and he was you know um, running running good times there. So um, obviously, they got in touch with me and. I, you know, I always ask him, have they got any hot pups for the for sale? And he come up and, um, yeah, I got him at about, I reckon he would have been about 15, 16 months. And, and yeah. yeah, we uh, decided to send, well, I decided to send him to Steve because I know you look at Steve's results and his strike rate and he's a you know, great trainer. And, you know, I thought he'd get the absolute best out of him and so far so good, really. Yep, yep. And how is your relationship with Steve? He's, um... You know, he's sort of become a bit of a cult hero in Australian Grand Racing, sort of the, you know, the travel and man, like with Tommy, all the yeah. miles he did with him. But, um, you know, like you just said, he argues him himself and Kira, you know, speak for himself. I mean, they're just superstar trainers. Oh, they do a wonderful job with, with their whole team. I mean, like he sends me always getting messages and updates of how he's going and, you know, uh, getting videos of him, you know, pre-galloping and stuff like that and, you know, um, it always he always sends you a message of like, you know what his next move is with him. Always wants to map out a plan. Which, I mean, that's well, that's all you ask for, like from your trainers. You just, you know, you give them the dog and you just hope that you know they do the right thing. And like, he's he's done wonders with him. So yep. yeah, I definitely can't. And you know, won't be afraid to give Steve any more pups. That's for sure. Yep. And you've got Kenya Smurfair, which is just an awesome name. I love that. Um, <laughs> she's um, you know, she's a little blue bitch. Um, you know, again, very tiny, twenty four and a half kilos, but she's three wins from five starts with a minor placing as well. So she's ticking along nicely too. Yeah, and uh, blue being my favourite colour, greyhound. Well, <laughs> <Same>. so. <laughs> bit biased, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you always fall in love with the blue ones, yep. and yeah, she um, same thing. Um, pretty much with like exclusive, she was she had, you know, obviously broke in good and uh, had the time off, spelled, and was you know um, they were actually pre training at the same time, and she wasn't too far off exclusive. So I just thought, yeah, why not? We'll you know. Gives, um, let Steve know that there's another one and he was happy and open to the taking it on and yeah she's she's you know ran some good times at Mandra 2760s which is you know good for a pup so yeah and she's keen she's she's a little pocket rocket she's just you know her willingness to, her willingness to chase as well it must just be the blue you know yeah. it, it, it exclusive white and blue and she she's blue so it must yeah. just be that blue thing <laughs> Now, when you were telling me before about how you come to um, get them at break-in, do you like to buy them sort of once they've broken in or do you buy a mixture of pups that have just been born or how do you sort of approach it? Um, so myself and uh, I've got another good friend, Troy Maynard, who 
also owns a couple other greyhounds with me. Um, uh, we we kind of do it both ways. Um, we we bought some pups um, at three months old. Um, we look at obviously the breeding and and the bloodlines through them, and we you know obviously it's a bit of a risk because you don't know how they're going to turn out. They've obviously got to be reared properly, so forth. And then you know when they get to the breakers, you know they might not be what you think you know you were buying, but uh, obviously they're a lot cheaper than you know a ready made uh, greyhound that you that you bought that's just been broken in. So yep. we ta- we we tend to do it you know either way. So yeah. Yep. Just obviously, it, it's a risk, you know, because at breaking in as well, after breaking in, they might not go on with it. So That's right. Yeah. Yep. yep. But it, it, and pre-training, you know, if you buy them after they're pre-trained and, you know, they're trialling and you've seen the trials and then obviously they're double the price. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, yep. it's kind of just a bit of a, yeah, double-edged sword. But, you know, uh, uh, greyhound racing, you know, it, 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 the game's a risk and obviously I've always been told high risk, high reward. So, yeah. Yep. Yep, because I know like a lot of people say to me, oh, what should I do? Should I get a dog that's already racing? Should I get one that's just been broken in? Should I get a pup? And sometimes I really don't know what to tell them because I say, look, you know, there's, like you just said, there's there's good and bad sort of to all three, you know. You're more likely to get that absolute champion if you probably buy them from a pup. I said, if you just want to have yep. some fun, you probably just get a dog that's already going to, you know, already racing that might win you a handful of races or, you know, like yourself, if you're lucky enough to pick up a, a smart breaker, um, you know, you, you could sort of have one that turns out all right as well. But, you know, um, is that your advice to someone? Like maybe do a, a mixture of sort of all three to see what works? Because, you know, I, I know so many people that have brought pups and then the pup doesn't turn out any good and that's it. They don't want to be involved anymore. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, I'd like to. I'd probably say a mixture of um, of all three, um, just to obviously a if you can afford it, or you know, you get a group of mates, and yeah. you know, so I've got probably there's probably seven or eight mates that you know invest in the greyhounds with us and like with myself and Troy, and you know, it makes it a lot easier. Obviously, you're not just forking out the money yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we've and we've had heaps from three months, probably you know a good seven or eight that we bought from three months and that just didn't turn out to, like they didn't break in any good and stuff like that. So, you know, it's disappointing, but, you know, reality is that's, you know, that's a risk you take. Um, but then also on the other side of the scale, we've got one with Michelle and Michael Lill. He, he's got Swagger, um, which we bought at three months old in SA um, yep. from where, where we are. And we did the rearing with him, like helped helped our trainers do the rearing with him and and all of that. So and he's turned out broke in super good down in Victoria. So they took him on and pre-trained him, and now he, I, I don't think he's missed the placing. He's had about six or seven starts, had three wins and a couple of placings, and you know he's had some smart times at Maitland. So you know you don't pay too much for him then uh, at three months and. You know, they almost pretty much pay for themselves after a handful of starts. Yep. And when you're buying a, a pup in particular, I'm sort of talking like one that's, you know, only a few months old, do you sort of um, lean on anyone or, you know, do you sort of throw it out there to get a bit of advice on, oh, what do you think or that sort of thing? Or is there, you know, a methodology to how you buy them? Like how do you sort of go about it? Um, probably a bit of both really, like um, – Obviously, I've spoken to a lot of people in the Greyhound game, um, you know, that have had a lot of success. So you just feed off their information and 
and then you know you, you you try and you know bring that to yourself and having a look and you know going on like looking at you know like the bloodlines like I said and and all of that and you, um, Greyhound data is probably one of our best friends, mine and Troy's. You're always yeah. looking at pups on Greyhound data <laughs> and and obviously you see what's for sale and and then yeah you, you obviously look up the mums and look up you know down the bloodline and just say hey is this worth a crack and if it's you know worth a crack we'll, we'll have a go kind of thing so yeah yeah i usually say to people especially like you know with races like the mdc and and that sort of thing where so many at the phoenix too so many people you know who have no previous involvement in the sport want to get involved i say to them look maybe get involved with a syndicator even if you're only buying one or two percent i said at least then you can pick the syndicator's brain on how the process works and then you get an understanding of you know whether they start from buying a pup or whether they buy an established race dog you get an idea then of how the whole process works then you can eventually go out on your own yeah well i mean i like that's how pretty much i i started off um i got involved uh with a mate of mine who was buying dogs, um, being, you know, shareholders um, with the Punters HQ syndicate um, with Joe and, and Craig yeah. and um, obviously saw the success that he was getting. So I got into contact with, with Joe and said I was keen, um, you know, be, being an owner and stuff like that. And he was great. Like, they were great the whole way through. Um, you know, anytime a dog was up for syndication, he'd let me know and then, you know, I bought into it. And, you know, you, you obviously... You, you you look and you listen and see what what they do as a syndication and how they go about you know buying dogs and and you know listen to their audios and stuff like that and just gain as much you know info and experience from it and then you know when it's time to kind of venture out onto your own you, you you make that decision and then that's how you end up meeting new people so yep yep and their results speak for themselves. I mean, you know, they're pretty much won every, nearly every big race this year. They got three in the yeah, Gosford yeah. Cup next week. Like, yeah, there's obviously, um, you know, they're very successful at what they do. So, yeah, it's um, no, yeah, definitely no, they, good advice. They, they, know, they know what they're talking about. And, you know, the dogs that they buy, uh, you know, speak for themselves. The results speak for themselves. And, um, like, it, uh, there was a dog that we had with them, uh, Winlock Cuddy, that was um getting trained by andy and jody for a long time and running in new south wales and um we decided to uh, got it was getting old in uh, getting um old in age and we decided to bring it down to south australia and then that's how i ended up meeting tony and lisa down here so it kind of snowball effect where you meet someone new so then obviously i bought dogs and we were racing dogs here because all of us live in sa so you know it was a lot easier to buy dogs here and race them and then um i ended up uh from the breeder's perspective he sent um he gave me other contacts of trainers in new south wales um we started off well, i started off with mark and melissa maroney who ended up having by the junkie early yep. on yep um and then um they ended up having to move properties um so they there was a limited uh, kennel space so they actually passed me on to Michelle and Michael and then that's how I've ended up knowing Michelle and Michael so it just it's just a snow uh, like a snowball effect really yep yep and I mean you know Buzz Junkie I think everyone knows that dog's name now he uh he delivered you probably I think one of the most amazing group ones I've ever seen at you know massive odds 
I, I can't even begin to, you know, ask you how to des- how to describe it. I mean, how did you feel going? I mean, you must have just been obviously elated to have made the final in your, you know, on your home track. How did you feel going into the final? Did you give him any chance at all? Um, well, we know he's a super, super quick dog. Um, like once, you know... Michelle and Michael took him on board, like, you know, it was at that stage of his career where they were stepping him up in distance, and he was just doing absolutely everything right, and uh, he had a couple couple runs at the gardens over 600 metres, and I think he ran about 34, 32 down there, which was only a couple of lengths off the track record, yeah. so, right. you know, you, you know he's going good, and yeah. um, he's always just had that knack of just always wanting to win and race um wherever he was on that first corner he just seemed to always posse himself up and you know from the trial times especially like michelle and michael like you got to give him a crack at the adelaide cup like you know it's it's a strong 530 which will suit him into the ground and you know um they sent him over with peter Ivanovic. yep um who is an astute trainer over here um and, uh, it, you know, he was doing everything right in trials at Angle Park. And, yeah, he just went on with it. And, I mean, that, that heat win was super. Like, he's just – he was three wide the whole way. And, you know, any like any other time you'd just, you know, you'd accept that they'd just fade because, obviously, they're not machines and robots. You can't tell them to run that, run that one speed the whole time. And he just kept coming and coming and coming and got his head down on the line. So and that was a big achievement just to get in the final. And, you know, we were happy where he drew box eight. We were just yeah. hoping that we could, you know, posse up, just avoid trouble. I mean, you don't expect, wow, she's fast and the other dogs in the race, like they're, they're superstars. They're, you know, champions of our sport. And um, we, we were just happy to just hopefully avoid trouble out there and, yeah. and you know, posse up. We knew he'd be strong. So, uh, it, like, even if we could run a place and stuff like that, like that would have been just enough in itself. But, you know, like, Anything in Greyhound racing, you do have to have a bit of luck, and there, there was that scrimmage and that jam up, and you know he definitely got around, or he got around it and avoided the trouble. And when he pretty much lobbed in first spot, uh, I knew he was home from there because of how <laughs> super strong he was. But yeah, you just, I just paused and thought, is this actually even happening? <laughs> oh, I mean. He and you're right. He was so well drawn, and a lot of people messaged me before the race and then after the race and said, "I backed that dog just because I thought he was so well drawn out there." And you know, if Shani, if where well, she's fast, you know, got into a bit of trouble there, because you know, we know she hadn't been sort of jumping super well. Um, and if she got into a bit of trouble, he could get the fly around the outside, and that's pretty much how it went. I mean. You know, a lot of people say, oh, words can't describe how it felt. Like, how did you feel? Did you just think, oh, my God, I've just won the Adelaide Cup, which, you know, it's. I really think that race doesn't get the credit it deserves because when you look back at the dogs, the calibre of dogs that have won that race, it's been won by some of the best dogs we've ever seen. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, like I said, when he lobbed in front, like, I, I just, I, I didn't know what to think, really, and I, like... <laughs> I was I was upstairs and I didn't go downstairs and my mate Troy who who's in the dog with me he was downstairs you know with a beer in his hand and like just jumping up for joy and I was just like oh I I'm I, I just stick to you know just keeping things quiet and wait till he pro- wait till he crosses over the line first before you celebrate but no nah, like credit like I said when they GRSA like uh, interviewed me and stuff like that 
it I have to all the credit has to go to Michelle and Michael, you know, what they've done with the dog, and the time and, you know, the effort that they've done with the dog since they got him. Like they've just done a fantastic job of keeping him a hundred percent and fantastic order. Like he came in absolute perfect condition and you know, the credit goes to them. Like it's basically, you know, it's a shame that obviously they didn't come down and, and you know, that they didn't, they weren't listed as a trainer, but yeah, it's just a fantastic job. And Peter for taking, wanting to take the dog on too. Like, you know, he had him for a good four to six weeks and yeah, he pretty much mirrored everything that Michelle and, and Michael did. So yeah, <laughs> I think they had a they had a couple of conversations and they made sure they made sure they made sure the kibble was exactly the same. They made sure they you know free free galloped him a certain amount of times in a week, gave him all the all the rest and you know whatnot that he that he's used to at home. And yeah, results the, the results paid off. So yeah, yeah, that's just I didn't think in you know you. you over like your greyhound career of like owning dogs, you never think that you'd ever win a group one. Like just so hard to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And he was back in the winner's circle over here again the other week uh, for Michelle and Mick over the six hundred. You know, thirty four sixty seven. You know, nothing wrong with that. That's that's sort of that's moving. And yeah, is there sort of any other um, immediate plans for him? Do you know in the works? Um, I know that they do want to step him up. They want to get him up to 700 yep. um, in the next, you know, four to six weeks. So, um, you know, that would be uh, – I know he was in the 750 <coughs> – he was in the heat of the uh, 715 a while back um, and he actually jumped to the front but um, had a slight injury going into that first corner and, um, yeah, that was – we had a kind of a minor issue. So that was the only time pretty much – He's gone over 700, so um, Mick thinks he'll run it. So, um, you know, I just let them take care of everything and, you know, they, they, they map out all the plans and obviously they ask and, and see what I think. But at the end of the day, they're the guys that know dogs the most. So I've just, you know, let them do their thing and, you know, results speak for themselves. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does get 700 because he's, he's been around for a while and you think, wow, he'd, he'd be, you know, close to three, three and a quarter, but he's actually only two and three quarters. So yeah, the right. best, is yet, the, the best yep. is yet to come. Like he's, he, he doesn't turn three till March. So yep. yeah, and then we've had, we ended up after that Adelaide Cup win, we ended up buying the next litter on, a Zambora Brocky, um, Zipping Spring, who is the mother of Buzz, yep. can, can, you un- can you unleash? And he's uh, started off his career with a bang. Michelle and Michael have got him and, he went out and come out around seventeen fifty up the straight at Richmond, um, which is low flying for a pup on debut. Yep. So yeah, he seems like he's probably got a, a bright future as well. So no, we're we're wrapped. Yep. And I mean, you've got um, oh well, realistically, it, it it's only a few months away, and that'll go pretty quick. You've got the uh, the country classic race at uh, at Dubbo over the middle distance, which might be an option for him as well. If um, yeah, I think I also think that there's a feature race at Gosford in the next month um, up over the six hundred, I reckon, a twenty five thousand dollar race that they've got mapped out for. The Gold two. Cup that's being moved. Yep. Yep. Yes, so I mean that's yeah, it's just good in New South Wales. Like here we are in SA, we're, we're very limited to what we can do with only three tracks and and stuff like the you know if you have a dog in New South Wales or you know Victoria and stuff, you've got all these tracks and all these options and you know you can map out massive plans you know 
for the for, you know for a three to six month period. So it's just it's good, and I mean your prize money is absolutely great compared to, <laughs> to, to, to South Australia, which yep. is another story. But yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Now, who else have you got um, sort of in your ownership kennel that uh, is worth keeping an eye on or who you're pretty impressed by at the moment? Um, yeah, so I said that he's got swagger, which um, yep. uh, he's another one that Michelle and Michael have got, and he'd won at Maitland the other night, 25-17, which we were wrapped with, personal best. Um, then, yeah, you've got Kenya Smurfett, exclusive, Buzz Junkie, can you unleash? And we've got another one. Uh, he's probably a little while away. Uh, we're just in the process of naming him. Um, he's another one with Michelle and Michael. Uh, once, so just look out for a, a Nicholas Ali and Troy Maynard um, owned uh, another dog. <laughs> that Michelle and Michael. Yeah, he's got a bit of a bit of a future too. So I mean, there's, yep. we've got dogs, and there's also dogs here in South Australia as well that go around and, and do well and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, uh, it's just good to be involved everywhere. <laughs> yep, yep. I know we've touched on it like a little bit already, but sort of what, you know, for anybody that is coming in, because it is really hard for brand new people coming into the sport that have no connections or, you know, anybody that they know and they've just seen a big race on TV and gone, oh, yeah, I want to buy a dog. You know, do you have yep. any sort of points of advice for them as what could be a starting point for them? Yeah, I mean, like how I was with, with Punters HQ, like you just have a look around and, and all the syndicates that are going, there are obviously plenty happening and, and stuff like that, public, uh, public syndicates and stuff like that. And just get just get your foot in the door and, you know, be involved, get that bug, uh, which we got. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, you, you just learn and listen and see what, you know, the, the guys do and stuff like that. And then, you know, you end up, like contacts will come through that way like like i said with you know how it happened with punters hq i got a contact in south australia then ended up getting a contact in new south wales like it all was just a like it all links up yeah. and yeah like yeah but i mean just that's probably the best way of you know get, getting involved and stuff like that yeah. i mean even even if you even if like you get down to the track and you know like trainers are always like around the place and they're always happy to talk and you know, um, explain, you know, how, how the best way about, you know, owning a greyhound is and, you know, getting a trainer and stuff like that. So if you can, if you've got time spare to get down to the track and just have a chat to all the trainers, they're all there by, you know, by the window watching their dogs go around so you can't miss them. Yep, yep. Is there um is there a particular race, like obviously I know you've already won sort of your, your home group one, but is there another race now that you'd just love to win one day as an owner? Oh, well, the, obviously, Million Dollar Chase or the Phoenix after just, you know, watching them happen, you know, these last couple of months, like, it'd be a thrill just to be a part of that, you know, um, that, that'd be, that'd be the pinnacle, pinnacle for me. It makes you <laughs> want it more, would. doesn't it? When you want, like, for one thing for me, when I was watching the Phoenix box draw, I'd be like, geez, I'd love to be there holding up my dog's name and walking up on stage and putting it next to a box, like. yeah. <laughs> I know that well, sounds I, so I, random, I, but, yeah. I know, and you see after the race, like, the sports bet crew were, like, jumping around <laughs> everywhere with chairs going around. Like, you just <laughs> love to be – not that I'd be doing that, of course. I'd be upstairs, <laughs> be, you know, doing, doing the Bart Cummings thing and just with me binoculars or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just seeing those scenes after after the race, like, that's what it's all about. Like, you know, having fun and 
just enjoying the sport for what it is. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. Thank you.